You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Daily Music Business Podcast, bringing you the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. I'm Matt Bacon, here's my beautiful co-host, Keith of Ghost Cult Mag. What we want to talk about today is the hit documentary you've probably seen, The Social Dilemma. So for those who don't know what The Social Dilemma is, just first and foremost, with no editorializing, Keith, what is it? I like how you put that in with no editorializing, Keith. Um, The Social Dilemma is a Netflix that I believe it was debuted at Sundance. Uh, So it has some acclaim. And it is basically to shine a light on how social media networks, algorithms, artificial intelligence, and good old-fashioned marketing and sales are being used to dictate and perhaps manipulate opinions, thoughts, feelings, etc., on a global scale. Yeah. So okay. So there's a few. There's a few layers here. Um, you know. Uh, first and foremost, I think what's important is what did the film get wrong? And I know you have a lot of thoughts on this, Keith. <laughs> Um, why can you see me in your mind's eye winding up my left hand to throw a strikeout curve? Anyway, um, they got a lot wrong. Uh, first of all, the film is steeped in fear mongering and muckraking. It is a lot of stuff is very conjectury without a lot of hard based evidence. And if you wanted to make a serious documentary that uncovered and explained if you feel like the vast majority of the population doesn't understand that they're being marketed to sold and you know offered things in a in a in a somewhat subversive way if you really wanted to do that you wouldn't do it the way they did it which is extremely heavy-handed and not objective which is fine documentary film is not news reporting it is it is uh, opinion you know, opinion-based facts. Somebody's trying to prove their point of view. Um, And then there's these like really terrible, terrible, and another one, terrible uh, dramatizations to explain, because they assume their audience is so dumb. They talk so down to the audience that they're not sophisticated or savvy. They can't understand concepts at all, like marketing, that these dramatizations dumbed down what's going on so badly that it offended me as a just as a person let alone i understand that i'm a marketer and i've been doing i've been in the business 15 years i have a master's degree in advertising and social media this shit is offensively bad how bad it is i mean yeah i think i see where you're coming from with that you know i it definitely does 
feel a bit ham-handed. Um, you know, it definitely, I, I think that, you know, but I also think one of the really big valuable takeaways from the movie is that people are seeing completely different realities from each other. You know, I see this with friends who vote differently than I do. Um, you know, sometimes they'll send me things I've never heard and I'll send them things they've never heard. Um, right. Just because like, it's so easy to get into your own rabbit hole. Uh, and I think, I think that's really, imp- that's a really important component, you know, that, you know, the idea that it's designed to keep you there and the idea that it's very hard to teach an algorithm what is true, but it's very easy to make the people just stay on a platform longer. And I think that ultimately, you know, while I don't think that people are the weak-minded automatons that the film kind of portrays, I also... I also don't necessarily think that, you know, we're always better off because of social media only because of the way it can spread misinformation, right? Because like they bring up a stat in that movie that misinformation spreads six times, fake news spreads six times faster than real news. And I think that's something we've all seen and experienced And, you know, and that's something that's really concerning is, you know, when there is no more agreement on objective reality, you know, and I find this really striking when you're talking about politics with people you don't necessarily agree with, you know, you are just in completely different universes. And that's really scary to me. Um, Do you know what I mean? So... There's that component, you know. Did they do it in a ham-handed way? Um, yes. And did they, um, you know, could they have talked about some of the good things to come out of social media? Also, yes. You know, um, I think that there's so many ways to fix social media. that aren't completely, you know, radicalized. Because I think that one of the problems with the film is it talks a lot about like, oh, well, you know, we can't destroy these corporations. But like, it's really not a question of like destroying Facebook. It's a question of destroying my company. And it's a question of destroying Keith's company and the question of destroying the millions of other companies that are entirely reliant on social media. Right? Like, the economic fallout of of shutting one $20 billion company, that's big, but it's not like... You know, like, we can get past that. We can't really get past the biggest, fastest-growing rise of the economy shutting down all at once. (laughs) Right. You know, and and I, I think that's, like, the thing, is it's like... There's so many cool opportunities and things you can do and good blessings to come out of this. And, and I, I, again, I understand that there's also a lot of bad stuff. And, you know, I think that people everywhere have seen friends who seem literally insane now and they're not sure why. 
And a lot of that has to do with social media, you know? So I think that, but it's also something Keith and I were talking about this before the call, you know, Keith, how has this radicalization, you know, the sort of like getting tunneled down your own rabbit hole, how is that you, so you were saying before the call, this has been going on for a long time. Can you, can you elaborate that a little bit for the listeners? Sure. And a few things. First of all, fun fact about me, as a young person, I thought, great word, automatons. I thought automatons was synonymous with rototoms because I love Time by Pink Floyd, the song. Anyway, um, just again, <laughs> wacky shit. Uh, I was a wacky was little kid. Hours. <laughs> yes, I was a wacky little kid. Um, and so, you know, let's reverse engineer this for a second. Like, back in time, before Tim Berners-Lee and Al Gore perhaps invented the internet, I'm joking, but before the internet, before email, before all these things expanded and permutated to where they are now, marketing and advertising has been going on for centuries, actually. And especially in the 20th century, the sophistication of copywriting and visual aids and radio and then television. These things expanded language and expanded the possibilities for advertisers. You know, Coke is Coca, Coca-Cola is Coca-Cola because it had cocaine in it. And Procter & Gamble has been working on the fears and insecurities and social mores of families for multiple decades to sell soap and toilet paper and toothbrushes and band-aids so and dish detergent and soap and all and brands and then and she told two friends and she told two friends and so on and so on from my favorite ad from 40 years ago that I still joke about and talk about it you understand immediately what that means especially now so let's let's take two things at face value. If you want a really great documentary about this stuff, go look up the Cambridge Analytica, the Cambridge Analytica and Cambridge Analytics documentary Netflix had a couple of years ago that specifically dealt with the 2016 election and politics. I actually did my capstone thesis for my master's degree on Barack Obama's use of social media in 2008 when he won the presidency. And the Republicans, then the other party, took their, that same approach, literally mirrored his campaign for the midterm elections that have actually affected us ever since when they took over the House and the Senate. So it, look, you go back and see how they manipulated Twitter and Facebook then, and the rest of the world took notice. But the, these things are not new. And AI is not necessarily such an evil force. We've all seen too many Terminator movies, and I know I have. Uh, like, AI is more of a force for good than it is evil. And it is not a force multiplier for every worst thing you can think of. There are a lot of wonderful, amazing, positive, good things that social media and digital marketing have done for everyone, not just brands, not just end users like you and myself as consultants and operators, but a lot of people have had their lives enriched 
by social media. And I get that hearing all these founders of incredible tech giants express their regret while they sit in their billion dollar homes in Malibu and the, you know, the, the East Bay and talk about like how regretful they are that they ever knew about this. And, you know, the guy who invented AI and VR is now full of regret. It's like watching Silicon Valley the TV show from HBO, but actually, because these guys are all like, dude, where was your moral compass 15 years ago and 10 years ago? Now you suddenly have one? Come on. Like, come on. Again, every time you click the term, ever since email, we've had the same behavior, at least in the digital age, we've had this, this experience since email. There was no cookies. There was no social media. There was no tracking. There was none of the, there was no programmatic ad roles. There was none of this. Click terms of, accept these terms of service and forfeit your rights. If you didn't read the fine print, you're an idiot. None of us read the fine print because we're lazy. Okay? Well, I don't and think you're an idiot, I, but I think, I think there's a few layers. Like, I think that, yes, we're forfeiting our rights. And obviously, we don't have a ton of time, you know. Yes, you're forfeiting your rights, but simultaneously, you know, like, you look at, for me, the issue is you look at Facebook and they have more power than most governments, maybe any government, depending on how you cut it, you know, and, and that's where it gets concerning. Is that like, cause I, I agree that like, yeah, like we knew this is what they were going to do. Like we knew, you know, and, and there also is something to be said for like, Oh wow. I have the exact thing I like curated for me at all, just all the time. That, that sounds kind of ideal. Um, you know, but there are a lot of problems within that, you know? I really, really like um, Jaron Lanier and a lot of his statements. Uh, you know, one thing he brought up in the movie I thought was really valid was this idea that, you know, basically all communication that isn't te text message or phone calls is going through a company, a third party company right now that is gathering your data. And so we're like programmed to like communicate through someone who's gathering your data to remarket to you. Um, you know, that's definitely a scary thing. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that while on one level that is good, I think we've also seen ways it can backfire. And I think that you know, and I, and, I, and I do agree with this concept that, like, the phone company has all this information on you, but they can't use it. And I think that, you know, maybe we would be better off if it was, if it was the same thing for um, so, so for the same thing for social media. Like, they operate as a utility, but they can't do certain things. Um... So that, that's really all I have to say. Like, I do agree that the documentary is definitely flawed. I do agree that, you know, there's definitely moments where it's like, really, bro? But I also think that, you know, sometimes it's important to break things down for people to understand, okay, how is this working? And, and getting people, get, guiding people along in their understanding, you know, because these things are hard and they're scary and they're, in many ways, outside of, what anyone's experienced, you know, and, and they're a new, you know, so yes, 
a lot of these things would have happened without social media anyway. And I think that's a really important realization. I think that the advance of computers is just a general thing. And so I think that, you know, people blame like, you know, like, like people blame Spotify and it's like, Spotify is not a symptom. Your fucking monkey brain can't process that files have value. So you torrented for fucking 10 years and now you're complaining. You you know what I mean? Mm. So I really think that this is more a symptom of just like having better targeting. Cause I think that like Fox news has gotten better at what they do too. And it's not just because of social media. You know, it's because they've they've started to use big data to grow their things. Um, so that that's really you know, that's really my viewpoint. Um, and then I don't necessarily know what a solution is because I think that there's a lot of, you know, because if you say like, oh well, okay, well you're only allowed to use big data for X, Y, and Z. Well, like maybe there's a way to make Z polit- politicized that slides under the radar. You know, there definitely is a way to make Z. You know. Zed politicized that flies under the radar. Um, you know, just by calling something American made is a political statement in 2020. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Final thoughts, Keith? My final thought is this. Social media is not for everybody. And d- despite the fact that this is a music business podcast and we espouse social media and uh, aggressive use of social media all the time for the betterment of your career, if you're having a tough time because of the state of the world, unplug, get off social media. Your life is not going to end because you're not getting those routine hits of dopamine. You will live. Unplug for a little bit and come back gently and you'll be okay. I promise. Yeah. You know, ultimately, some of the best words about social media I've ever heard come from my Twitter follower, Gary V. And um, also just as a side note, I once tweeted that I had a dream Gary V followed me and then Gary V followed me. Um, But the point being, Gary V has a really good point that social media is just an amplification of your real life. And You know, so it's going to amplify your depression. It's going to amplify your happiness. It's going to amplify your business. It's going to amplify your band. It's going to amplify your stress. So if your life is good and you curate your social media in that way, you'll be good. If you don't curate your social media in that way, you'll get in a hairy spot. Should that be a matter of personal responsibility or the government or something in between? That's really the question in my eyes that defines the next 10 years. This has been the Daily Music Business Podcast, bringing you dumb and dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet? Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com, and I'll see you there.